Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 263 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for teaching us more about who you are. Help us learn more of you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what Jesus is teaching in John chapter 17. This chapter contains so many wonderful promises. Let them soak into your heart as you read. The whole chapter is Jesus' last prayer before he goes to the cross. Initially, it looks like he is praying for the disciples, but in verse 20, he includes all of us. Neither for these alone do I pray. It is not for their sake only that I make this request, but also for all those who will ever come to believe in, trust in, cling to, rely on me through their word and teaching. So as you read the first 19 verses, consider Jesus' prayer to be for you in every way. In verses 1 and 2, he prayed God would put him on the cross so he could give eternal life to all whom God chose. And then Jesus prays for the chosen. He prays we will be one with him and God the Father, as Jesus is one with him. He tells God he has protected and guarded all those who God gave him. He is still protecting us today. Another prominent prayer is about joy. Jesus prays that his joy, delight, and gladness will be complete in us. May we receive his joy, delight, and gladness in our hearts. Then he prays God will keep and protect us from the enemy. He also prays God will sanctify us, separate us for him, and make us holy with his truth. May we continue to uncover the truths God has to show us. And may he separate us and continuously sanctify us. Verse 22 says, I have given to them the glory and honor which you have given me, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them and you in me, in order that they may become one and perfectly united, that the world may know and definitely recognize that you sent me, and even you have loved them, even as you have loved me. Oh, may we receive this today. God's glory, which he gave to Jesus, is bestowed upon us as well. And what is this glory and honor? It is being perfectly united with Jesus and his Father our Father, which has freely been given to us through the death of Jesus suffering on the cross. He died so that we can be grafted into this honor and glory, to know and worship God, to be one with him as he sent his Holy Spirit to live within us, to separate us from the world, sanctify and purify us. Well, this is really something. May we receive all of what Jesus died to give us today from one glory to another. It's taken me a lifetime to attempt to understand what Jesus died to give us. And it would take unlimited lifetimes to truly understand it all. But may we ask God to help us receive all of what is meant for us because his son died for us. If all of this isn't more than enough, Jesus asks God to bring us to heaven so that we can see his glory. He calls us his gift and we are God's love gift to his son. Verse 26 finishes his prayer so beautifully and says, I have made your name known to them and revealed your character and your very self. And I will continue to make you known that the love which you have bestowed upon me may be in them, felt in their hearts, and that I myself may be in them. Let us receive Jesus' extraordinary prayer for us today because we are extraordinarily blessed to have been chosen to know God. Well, let's see what Paul is teaching the Colossians in chapter 3. This is the perfect pairing for our gospel reading today. Verse 1 says, 
If then you have been raised with Christ to a new life, thus sharing his resurrection from the dead, aim at and seek the rich eternal treasures that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God and set your minds and keep them set on what is above the higher things, not on the things that are on the earth. May our eyes stay focused on God and his gift to us through the sacrifice of his son. His intention is to restore us in relationship to him. Paul gives us some ways to stay focused on heaven and not on this earth. He tells us to deprive our earthly desires of power that hold us captive, sexual vice, impurity, sensual appetites, unholy desires, greed, addictions, covetousness, anger, rage, bad feeling towards others, curses, slander, lies, foul mouth, abuse, and wrongful word and bad language. These things bind us to the world. Instead, he tells us to clothe ourselves as God's chosen ones who are constantly being purified by God's Holy Spirit. He tells us to put on tenderhearted pity and mercy, kind feelings, humility, gentleness, patience, and a good temper. Above all of these, he tells us to put on love. Then let peace be our guide. Lastly, he wrote, let the word spoken by Christ, the Messiah, have its home in our hearts and minds and dwell in you in all its richness. Let our hearts soak up all the goodness in our readings today. Let's see what Isaiah is prophesying in chapter 35. Isaiah prophesies about the restoration of God to his people and the beauty it brings. Verses 5 and 6 say, Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Then shall the lame man leap like a heart and the tongue of the dumb shall sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. These are promises we can hold on to forever. Whatever infirmities we suffer will be healed. Verse 10 is the ultimate promise. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing and the everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Restoration will be complete and finished one day. Until then, may we hold on to the promises of our Savior and God and hope in him. The next four chapters are historical rather than prophecy. They tell of the Assyrian takeover. In chapter 36, we read about a message sent to Judah by the Assyrian king. Northern Israel and Syria had already been taken over by Assyria. Much of Judea was devastated. And now an Assyrian military official came to seek their surrender. He walked right into the city and started telling them all the reasons they should surrender. He even brought up that the Lord told Assyria to go and take over all these countries. And he had a lot of proof to back up his reasoning because they had taken over every land they warred against. This is much how the enemy comes against us. We are presented with credible proof that something is the way it is or isn't. But we need to sit at God's feet and listen to him instead of the lies of the enemy. These lies can come in the form of our own thoughts or someone else's word spoken over us. King Hezekiah had brought the people back to the Lord and he gave them orders to not say anything to this military official. They were obedient even though they were very upset. They went back and told King Hezekiah about the military official. We will see what happens to Judah tomorrow. For now, a takeaway here is that God cares about what we say and what we don't say. Our words are powerful. So let's follow the men in this story's example and be careful about what we say and don't. Let's see what we can learn in Psalm 82. Asaph starts off writing about God standing in the assembly of the people that he had put in charge to take care of his people. They were judges and magistrates, and they were not doing their job. They were not properly caring for the poor, the needy, or the orphans. So these people were being taken advantage of by the wicked people. 
God was judging the judges for not doing what they were supposed to do. Asaph praises God for judging these people and all the earth because it is all his. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for sending your son to this earth to show us more of who you are. Help us receive all that he died to give us, Father. Don't let us sit in our human limitations, but lift our hearts to heaven and be restored by you. Help us follow you and be obedient to you. Help us receive your great gifts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.